a little kicking back. Yeah. And, and everything is going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Everything's going to be okay. Exactly. Exactly. Like yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think, uh, that, that goes back to, to the legacy of the brands and, you know, the, the chocolate that we use is still the original. Hawaiian host is one of the most iconic Hawaiian brands, at least that I can think of. When you think of Hawaii and you, you bring something back from Hawaii, chances are you're bringing back a box of chocolate-covered macadamia nuts. And Keith Sakamoto is the CEO of Hawaiian Hosts. And this was an on-location conversation that I got to have with Keith at their corporate office in Honolulu. And we talked about leadership, entrepreneurship. And obviously, we talked about Hawaiian Hosts and chocolate-covered macadamia nuts and all about all their amazing products. What was also cool about this conversation was I got to learn more about how Hawaiian Host is supporting the local people of Hawaii and across the islands. So this is one you're not going to want to miss. Stay tuned. Let's cue the intro. Aloha. Welcome to Hawaii's Best Podcast. Learn the stories behind Hawaii's best experiences, influencers, and businesses. Discover everything that makes Hawaii the Aloha State. And now your host, Brian Murphy. Aloha and welcome back to another episode of Hawaii's Best. You got episode eight. And today we are talking with Keith Sakamoto from Hawaiian Host. And I can't wait for you to hear the rest of that conversation that I got to have with him in Honolulu. At Hawaii's Best, we exist to simply share the best from Hawaii. And we get to hear uh, from people like Keith and other local businesses who are making an impact globally. And also, we get to hear the story and the people behind some of these brands. This conversation with Hawaiian Host was so much fun. I can't wait for you to hear the rest of it. Before we do that, I want to ask you to hit the subscribe button, drop a comment below, leave a review, let us know what you think of the show. And that just helps other people be able to find Hawaii's Best on iTunes, on Spotify, or whatever, to be able to find the show just like you have. So thanks for considering to do that. And right now, we're going to head on over and talk story with Keith Sakamoto from Hawaiian Host. Let's talk story. Well, Keith, thanks so much for your time today. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Hawaiian Host. First of all, I just want to say aloha, Brian. And Thank you. it's great to aloha. have you here visiting with us in Hawaiian Host yeah. in, in, our, in our plant and office. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy to be talking with you. I'm I'm uh, my name is Keith, uh, and I'm the CEO of the company. And I've been in the seat for the CEO seat for um, let's see, it's been since 2011, so just about eight years. Okay, um, but I've been with the company going back to 1994. Oh wow! So uh, almost 25 years. Yeah, which is quite amazing to me because it's just you know really blown by. Yeah. Um, but it's been a great experience for me. And, um, you know, I, I call myself when people actually ask me what my title is, I, I, I joke about it and I say, I'm the person with the thickest skin. <laughs> sometimes that, yeah. That's what the CEO has to be. Yeah. But, um, but no, it's, it's a great company to work for. Um, you know, we have such a tremendous heritage, um, and legacy going back, you know, we trace our roots all the way back to 1927 mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was a, it actually, the story starts with a small store in downtown Honolulu going back to 1927 called Ellen Dye Candies. Eventually that store moves to Kaimuki and uh, to Ninth Avenue and Wailai and, um, continues on until into the sixties 
in the meantime, in the 50s on Maui, the Takitani family starts to develop chocolate macadamias. And uh, they had a whole business, very entrepreneurial family, uh, a real diversified conglomerate. And I can tell you more about that. Um, but the family started doing this as, as, as another part of its business. Then part of the family, one of the um, next generation, brought the company to Honolulu okay. and then found and acquired Ellen Dye. Oh, and this was in 1960. Okay. And actually, coincidentally, Ellen and I had already been dipping chocolate macadamias going back a number of years. But uh, from Maui, they brought their formula and they created the name Hawaiian Host. Got it. And, and then uh, started out with the product, started selling to tourists. And then this, this was at the beginning of the jet age. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, I mean... Took off, yeah. Uh, pun, pun intended, intended. <laughs> pun intended. But it took off, and uh, yeah. you know, with the tourism in Hawaii, and and the product took off, and um, you know, Momoru Takitani, who was this next generation Takitani who brought it to Honolulu, he was into figuring out business and automation, uh, you know, the expanding the brand name, expanding markets, and um, eventually built up the company significantly mm-hmm. uh and to what you know hawaiian host has become in terms of a very well well known brand right. today yeah yeah so that's kind of the sh- short story yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh a short version of of our legacy and, and and our roots i love to go back just maybe briefly back in 94 you came on mm-hmm. with the company and love to hear from your perspective maybe some of the roles that you came on for and mm-hmm. then what has been your experience now CEO, but working, obviously, there's uh, there's a lot of loyalty and you're still here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what was mm-hmm. what has been your experience working with Hawaiian House? Yes, I, I feel I feel very, very fortunate and blessed to have joined this company. I I didn't think I would be someplace for 25 years, but yeah. it's, it's worked out that way and very happily for me. Um, originally, my my background is in finance. And I actually started as a CPA. I, I okay. went to the university, going, going back further, Yeah, I went to the University of Hawaii mm-hmm. as an undergrad, got on in accounting, uh, got my CPA, worked for a public accounting firm. It used to be called Coopers and Librand. And today it's called PwC, you know, after mergers and so forth. Sure. After five years, I figured out that wasn't my life's calling. <laughs> so then uh, that's why I went uh, to grad school and, and tried to change my course got into finance and investments, stayed in the financial area, found a job, uh, got connected with someone back in Hawaii and found a job, became a CFO for that company, kind of entrepreneurial, technology, uh, innovation type company, stayed there for five years. And then this Uh opportunity came up. But because of what this opportunity offered is what, what really interested me because I could get out of the financial area and it offered me the opportunity to learn about um, uh, operations, Mm -hmm. sales and marketing and, you know, all the other things in business that I was actually interested in, in broadening, you know, my, my background. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after getting into it, I was able to rotate in different areas and learn a lot about the different areas of the company and got familiar with it. And, you know, Next thing that to the led to the next thing, right? Yeah, just kind of kept progressing in the company. So very, very fortunate uh, yeah. with that. And you know, the other the other great thing is that we operate internationally. 
So um, I had a lot of opportunities to actually broaden in that sense too, not just to learn about business, but to learn about a larger part of the world that mm-hmm. was kind of beyond Hawaii mm-hmm. and, um, you know, meeting and seeing and experiencing consumers and, um, you know, selling of our product okay. in these different markets and learned a lot from that too. Yeah. A lot. We might digress here a little bit, mm-hmm. but as you were talking, I was thinking about this leadership and that's huge on my heart and some of my background. Who are some influencers in your life that you look up to? And because I'm sure coming from the financial world mm-hmm. into this really leadership um, heavy role, mm-hmm. who are some people that you look up to or maybe aspire to in leadership? Yeah, I think, well, the way I would put it is I, I learned from, you know, all the all the managers that I had worked with, Uh I learned something from each and every one of them along the way. So, you know, when I started in the accounting firm, we had a, just a fantastic managing partner and who I'm still in touch with today. And he's uh, in his mid to late eighties. And he was a, he was a great mentor. His philosophy was, you know, to kind of develop people as individuals and to help them along in their careers. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't necessarily about, hey, I'm just recruiting for my firm and I want you to do this and that for my firm. (laughs) You know, he's truly interested in in, in you. Yeah. And I think that was something I picked up from him. Um, You know, in, in, I, when I lived in the, when I went away to school after I finished for my graduate degree, found a job in New York City and worked for uh, AT&T. Okay. And was in the pension fund area, uh, investments, kind of a fun job. But, um, the boss that I had there, um, was, was, uh, also terrific. And I, from him kind of, I learned about, um, how to, how to deal with others in okay. a practical way. Yeah. And, and he had a really good style about him and, uh, very engaging, um, but yeah, uh, very good with working with people. I picked mm-hmm. that up from him, came back to Hawaii, worked for an entrepreneur that, um, you know, was really exciting. And we're still very good friends to this day. Uh, but he was into technology. I learned about kind of how to, how to start up businesses and, and pursue mm-hmm. new ideas, all the kind of challenges yeah. and opportunities that come up with startup experiences. Yeah. And then, and then coming to Hawaiian host, you know, I worked for, a couple of CEOs here before I, I stepped into the seat. And, you know, from each of them, I learned, I learned a lot too. Um, and, you know, they, what those CEOs did too, was to take this company through certain periods of change mm-hmm. and kind of learned about, you know, the need for change and, 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 uh, you know, really the need to open up the next chapter uh, in the book or okay. the history of a company and, and to take it to the next place. Cause yeah. companies cannot, cannot stay the same. You know, they have right. to, they have to grow to, to sustain and to thrive. Yeah. Speaking of change and kind of coming back to Hawaiian host a little bit, as I'm looking at some amazing boxes of chocolates here and mac- chocolate covered macadamia, that's all different assortments. And that is probably one type of change, product development and, mm-hmm. and testing and all that. In addition to that, what are some other changes, you know, Hawaiian host has maybe ventured towards or maybe is looking towards currently? Well, I, th- I think, you know, that the, the, the business, your business strategy kind of drives a lot and uh-huh. drives change, uh, you know, in terms of uh, the markets you go after and the products that you develop. 
and development of the brand and so forth. But underlying that, you need a group of people to execute the strategy and to make these things happen. Right. And uh, to me, that that's one of the more um, fulfilling things to me to to work in and with an organization and to go through the things that we have to do to to develop as as, as a group. Right. So um, you know, it's it's great when we have new people coming in, and then you know you see people develop and you see them contributing. And, um, you know, and, and I think the other thing that's exciting about change with people, I mean, it's always challenges, but it's such great opportunity to form a team and, mm-hmm. a, and a kind of a high functioning team uh, is always the goal right. that you want to strive for. Yeah. And to me, that, that, that's exciting and fulfilling. And it sounds like what you've already kind of mentioned, as you listen and you're constantly learning, you know, that's super important for leadership. How many people are currently employed by Hawaiian Host? In the overall company, we have about 400. Wow. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, mostly in Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, but we have a group in Los Angeles, and then we also have a smaller group in, in Tokyo as well. Okay. And within Hawaii, we're on uh, different islands as well. Oh, okay. As far as distribution and or factories? Uh, yes, um, both actually. Oh, okay. But uh, the the biggest things uh, in terms of employees are we have a factory uh, here in Honolulu, right. which is our candy factory for Hawaiian host uh, chocolates. And then on the big island, we have uh, the Mauna Loa company that produces the Mauna Loa products. Uh-huh. Uh, we also have... Um, Distributors on islands that we work with. Yeah. Uh, also, in Honolulu, we have a, a separate location where we have our sales and distribution mm-hmm. um, operation, basically. Okay. You mentioned Mauna Loa, mm-hmm. and that was acquired in 2015. In February 2015. Okay. Right. And how has that been? And because both Hawaiian Hose and Mauna Loa have such a strong brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Just walking into any ABC store and you see, mm-hmm. boom, mm-hmm. right there, mm-hmm. you know, front end. Mm-hmm. Both. Yeah, it's been a tremendous opportunity for us. And it's been a lot of hard work. I'm sure. To, yeah. to, to put everything together. But it's it's well worthwhile. You know, I think that the biggest thing for the, um, the board of directors and the executive team of the company was to bring two brands that were born in Hawaii back to Hawaii ownership. Oh, so Hawaiian Host has always been under Hawaii ownership. Right. But for Mauna Loa, it left Hawaii ownership for a period of between 1994 until oh. 2015. Because they they started in like 40. Yeah, it goes back to 1946 or so. Yeah, yeah. And it was started by a company called Castling Cook, who coincidentally okay. my dad worked for. <laughs> Small world. Well, it goes around, comes around. Yeah, that's um, good. But uh, they were, Castling Cook was acquired by, uh, well, the, the macadamia portion was acquired by another local company called Sea Brewer, uh, which held the, the macadamia nut operation for a long time. They changed the brand name to Mauna Loa. Okay. And, uh, you know, went on that way. Then in the late 1990s, they sold to, or maybe around 2000, they sold to a venture capital group, which held it for about three or four years, which then turned around and sold it to Hershey. Oh. The Hershey company. Okay. And uh, Hawaiian Host had an opportunity to acquire Mauna Loa from Hershey. From Hershey. And bring it back to local ownership. Yeah. 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 
And, and, you know, at some point too, I can tell you more about the ownership of Hawaiian host because uh, that is tied in to our legacy and, and, and the connection with Mauna Loa, Hawaiian host and our deep roots in Hawaii. Maybe you could speak into that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So I can dive into that a bit. So the, the Takitani family and, and the, the next generation that brought it to Honolulu uh, did not have, that Takitani family did not have any uh, children. Okay. So what they decided to do was to uh, basically transfer, give the ownership to a trust, which would endure uh, in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. And um, the beneficiary of that trust is a foundation that they also established to benefit Hawaii kids in the area of education. Okay. And so that's what we're tied to to right. this day. You know, we're, we're a company, we, we operate a business, but it's owned by a trust and uh, for the benefit of the foundation. It's just a fantastic thing yeah. because, you know, it ties, I mean, our brands are born in Hawaii. You know, we, we share... We share the experience of our brands throughout mm-hmm. the world, but the benefits of that come back to the community in Hawaii. Yeah. And then that community is part of our brand. It's part of a nice cycle right. of sustainability in its own I way. I love that. Yeah. Maybe we can even dive in a little bit further in that, just about supporting local and uh, what are some ways Hawaiian Host does that? I know through this partnership, obviously, is huge, but what are some other ways the other ways uh, in which it happens is that we, of course, uh, employ right. a, a lot yeah. of people in Hawaii. Right. The other part of it is that we purchase our main ingredient okay. in Hawaii. So we actually uh, buy macadamias on the Big Island, and uh, we we purchase from about four hundred farmers. Wow. Uh, we have two processing plants uh, on each one on each side of the island. So one in Kona uh-huh. and one in Hilo, and basically. Um, most, if not all of the uh, commercial macadamia is grown on the big island mm-hmm. that's in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And so we have these two receiving and processing plants and, uh, you know, and, and, and we feel part of that kind of community as well in terms of extending into the farmers and mm-hmm. uh, working with them. Because we know that that that's part of what we do. I love that. Mm-hmm. Maybe going back to the product a little bit, chocolate covered macadamia nuts. Mm-hmm. And, and for me personally, someone would come back from the islands and you know you'd be in the break room and there'd be this box of chocolate covered Mm -hmm. oh you must Mm -hmm. you know been in hawaii you know hearing the story behind the brand is so important for people to know hey it's more than Mm -hmm. amazing an amazing product Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um which is so important but what would you say in your maybe in your research and your kind of marketing what do people love most about hawaiian host well, I, I think that people, when they when they experience Hawaiian host, they have this connection back to Hawaii. Um, yeah. And many of them have experienced Hawaii. And so what I think it, it brings back to them is this kind of this rich indulgence and kind of a, a calming effect in a <laughs> sense, you know, when you think about Hawaii. And, you know, you talk about the wow factor, but yeah. I think it's more the ah. Uh, you know, yeah. factor where it's kind of a kind of brings you back. Yeah. For a and, and, yeah. and, and I think it gives you a sense of, you know, a little kicking back. Yeah. And, and everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> going to be okay. Exactly. Exactly. Like yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think uh, that, that goes back 
to to the legacy of the brands and you know the the chocolate that we use is still the original recipe okay. that goes back to the 1950s yeah and we have uh, you know that that original legacy going back uh-huh. so many years and then we also have a a great group of employees who have just a lot of uh, care you know that's the other hidden ingredient i think in yeah. all of this I think all of that is connected to and and to that that ultimate feeling that right. that we hope consumers have yeah. when they experience the product. Yeah. What's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite, I have to say, is is still the original um, yeah. milk chocolate. Yeah. Yep. Covered roasted macadamias, and I'm I'm I like dark chocolate. Um, I still have a sweet tooth, and so I like I like that you know, slightly more sweetness of yeah. the milk chocolate. And I like the creaminess and our, our, our milk chocolate blend, the one that is our original, uh, goes back to the original recipe. And it's special because of the quality of what we use. So the beans I selected, of course, but one of the secrets is that we use milk crumb in the product. So many milk chocolates today use uh, powdered milk. Okay. And so, but we use uh, fresh whole milk that's reduced mm. to a kind of a cottage cheese like consistency, oh, okay. and then dried down further. And that is what gets mixed in gets mixed into the milk chocolate gotcha. formulation. Uh, then it goes through a heavy conching uh, period, which is basically the refining where the chocolate formula gets pressed between large rollers and just really reduces the the, the graininess mm-hmm. into fine microns. And if you eat our chocolate, it's very uh, a very fine uh, experience. It's it's kind of that that very smooth and creamy mouthfeel, which I think makes a makes a big difference. Yeah. That's why that's why yeah. this is still my favorite, the milk chocolate <laughs> formula. But we of course have a lot of um, variations yeah. on that. Yeah, what's what's maybe the the newest product that you guys uh, maybe are looking towards or re- released? Well, what what we recently did is we we um, relaunched the original product as uh, what we call the Founders Collection. Oh, okay, yeah. So what this does, this is our this is the anchor to our premium line of chocolates. Sure. And what it does is it it calls out our legacy. So uh, it's named you know the Momoru Takitani Founders Collection. And this is basically this milk chocolate product is our original formulation mm-hmm. that's put in this new package to highlight uh, the legacy. And then along with this, you know, the rest of our premium line has the same uh, founders collection theme oh, running that. through yeah. it. So there's the milk chocolate, original milk chocolate product. Uh, we also have a dark chocolate. We have a honey glazed nut uh, that's chocolate covered as well. This one is uh, wow. also one of my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> we have a white chocolate. One, yeah, uh, we have a matcha covered macadamia nut chocolate product uh, in the founders collection line mm-hmm. also. And this one is um, this one would be the newest one in the product line. And this okay. one has has actually taken off very well. Yeah. So these are the founders collection product. Um, they're premium. Because of the not only the chocolate that we use in the formulation, but also these always will have at least one whole nut in the product. Okay. Yeah. So the original the original milk chocolate product has a hole and a half, so you get a half nut bonus. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of gives a two bite experience, but the other products are are one, one whole bite. nut that's okay. chocolate covered. 
Um, but it, what that does is it gives you the right combination of nut to chocolate ratio. Okay. So you can taste a lot of nut, but it's not, you know, with a chocolate, it's the perfect kind of right. blend. Have you seen in different regions where there's a product that does better? Like maybe say for Japan, is there one in Japan that, or is it mainly the original milk chocolate is pretty much across the board? No, sure. Um, I think the Anchor product is, is, has, has a general popularity okay. across yeah. markets and, and is quite well known across many markets. But having said that, there is variation between taste and uh, appeal of, sure. of other products imagine, yeah. in, in markets. So, you know, you take the matcha, for example, we actually kicked that off several years ago, probably like about five or seven years ago. And of course, the place to launch it is going to be in Japan sure. because that's where matcha originated. And it did well there. Um, and we tried to do, introduce it here, but it was a bit early. But when we launched it in the last uh, year and a half or so, we, mm-hmm. we started with a two-piece offering. Uh, in kind of a candy bar size, yeah. Then that did well, so we figured, okay, it's a good time to launch the box product. Gotcha. And the box product came out as the founders collection. Okay. Oh, that's, that's smart. So sometimes well. you'll release a bar mm-hmm. before you do like a box. Yeah, there are different ways of trialing the okay. product, so that that that's one of them. But there's also you know things that may work in one market but may sure. not work in another market. Okay. In this case, it's a nice bridging mm-hmm. that came from Japan to the Hawaii market. Yeah. And then now matcha is becoming a known ingredient in North America as well. Yeah. So I think more and more people know about um, the the ingredients that come from Asia and actually find it quite appealing. I mean, you yeah. talk about sushi, uh, you know, right. all, all these yeah. Japanese foods sure. are, are getting known and other Asian foods uh, throughout the country, Korean food, you right. know, uh, Chinese, has, uh, Chinese food has always been around. But yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a a growing awareness yeah. of of Asian taste, which is why I think the timing has been right for that kind of matcha product. I think you can correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the secret ingredients is doing this amazing business through the spirit of Aloha. Mm-hmm. You've already spoke so much into that, maybe, but maybe directly speak into how do you personally run this company through that spirit of Aloha? The word has kind of a broad meaning, but I think the right. core the core meaning of it is kind of the kind of a divine breath. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's that's why I think you know for the real traditional Hawaiian greeting, people will connect their faces and and they right. al- almost like touch touch noses and forehead, mm-hmm. and they share share that breath mm-hmm. and and that breath has to do with love and affection and compassion. And I think that's that's rooted in our in our culture here, um, where I think it extends into the business of the company, is in terms of the way we collaborate and work together, right. and and strive for an openness where we're trying to all collectively do the right thing uh-huh. for um, you know making Hawaiian hosts successful and in turn benefiting the community as well. I love that. If someone's coming to the islands maybe for the first time or um, a visit. It, it, obviously, you're going to want to buy a box of Hawaiian Host, that, naturally. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but in addition to that, what are some things in your experience? Because mm-hmm. you've, you've obviously you were born here, raised here, mm-hmm. but you've had some experience on the mainland mm-hmm. and now back here for many years. Um, in your experience, what are some things that people ought to maybe be aware of 
coming to the islands for a visit, maybe some etiquette or just mm. like some friendly reminders or some tips? I would say kind of be be ready to slow yourself down a okay. bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's kind of it's 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 in a way it's difficult to explain um because you know in in, in business our pace is not slower and all of that but mm-hmm. I think when we we're in the community and we're you know we're working with each other and you're interacting with others here there's a certain kind of cordiality that that, yeah. that you want to have and and respect for for the people. And I think I think um Versus if you're coming from, say, a bigger, more dense mm-hmm. urban environment where there's no time for that. Right. Yeah. And that's why yeah. that's what I mean by yeah. by the time to just kind of slow down slow a bit down. and, and to to kind of interact yeah. with people in a cordial way, you know. Yeah. Um and, and if you do that, the people here are very friendly. Yeah. And they'll go out of their way to, you know, help you and to guide yeah. you experiencing that today you know just that (laughs) extension of aloha Mm -hmm. from you so Mm -hmm. just thank you so much no not at all maybe if there's anything else that you would love to add on to hawaiian host maybe what's next or Mm -hmm. or how people can find you yeah well we have we have a a website okay uh so we you can find us at www.hawaiianhost.com yeah uh so that's an easy way to find us um we do have an Instagram yeah. uh, uh, address, and so you can kind of follow us there. And we try to not only really emphasize our products, but also emphasize about the Hawaii experience, yeah. uh, just like what Hawaii's best is trying to do exactly. as well. Yeah. So the more the merrier, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so you can learn about it uh, that way. And if you come to Hawaii, you can't help yeah. but bump into it. Um, but in other markets, you'll find us as well. So. Uh, you can find us in if you're traveling to Japan or um, at, at many of the airports throughout Asia. Uh, we're trying to expand it to travel retail. Okay. That's a that's a big area for us. Uh, in North America, where our products are uh, seasonally in the box chocolates are mm-hmm. seasonally in in certain retailers, uh, and then we also have some uh, everyday product, mostly on the West Coast. Uh, that 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 you should find. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, if you want me to name some retailer, yeah. that, I could do that. But yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just want to read your mission just before we go. I think it's just great, and I, I think it really kind of sums up what we talked about here. And Hawaiian Host, your mission is to share the experience of Aloha around the world through our exceptional macadamia chocolate and snack products. Draw from our proud heritage to demonstrate our commitment to our consumers, employees, communities, and support of education in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Love that. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the cycle that I was talking about, really about having having these brands and, um, you know, communicating those brands through the sharing that experience, right, through Mm -hmm. our products and and our communications with with the consumers. And then bringing all of that um, back to our community and sharing that benefit yeah you know with our community through through supporting education and then tying that community back to the root of our brands so you know that 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 connection with the community is a big thing for us because you know it gives us a sense of purpose Mm -hmm. so uh, you know we talk about it as employees so you know SOP typically means means uh, standard operating procedure right you know that's the acronym but our SOP is sense of purpose. Mm. And that sense of purpose, you know, we, we we talk about how what we do benefits the community and the kids in Hawaii. 
So there's wonderful work that the foundation is doing, mm-hmm. the Takitani Foundation, to um, help uh, kids who may not have an opportunity oh, otherwise. Yeah. So to help kids, um, for example, with a college camp, kind of they support a college camp program that would expose uh, kids to the university, life in the University of Hawaii, how, oh, okay. what college is like, uh, how to apply for college. Yeah. You know, and so kind of those life skills. Exactly. Love that. Exactly. And so those are the kind of wonderful stories that we have. And they also have a legacy scholarship program that gives money to high performing academic uh, kids who are in need Mm -hmm. of financial aid Mm -hmm. in order to go to college. And there's a lot of wonderful stories about that, too. Uh, kids who could never afford to go to school otherwise, and especially yeah. to some of these really great schools. Yeah. Um, but the ones with broad reach are like to the community college level yeah. and the, you know, these kind of, uh, at risk. They also support at risk youth and mm-hmm. try to push them in the direction of, of, of striving or obtaining right. that higher level of education. And that's how I think we bootstrap the whole community. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in Hawaii, we have a lot of, um, we have a very low unemployment right now. It's like mm. 2%. Oh, wow. And so it's difficult to find uh, qualified people and talent. Yeah. And, you know, so it all kind of ties in, you know, if we can help to uh, provide uh, more with, uh, if the found, uh, through the foundation to pro- provide more education opportunities uh-huh. for kids and they can bring that back and help our community. And, you know, they can fulfill a lot of the right. uh, employment needs that we have going forward and create better lives for themselves. I love that passion and purpose. I'm sure for you, that probably fuels a lot of what you do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I, I think for a lot of our employees, too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we all we all have to work for a living and yeah, and we all have to feed ourselves and our family and all of yeah. that. But there's, uh, you know, I think we all strive for us a higher sense of purpose even right. beyond that. And that's what... I think this this kind of uh, this kind of link to the found through the foundation yeah. to the community provides. I love that, and I think kind of circling back, maybe maybe next time you see a box of Hawaiian hosts sitting on your office table or your break room or whatever, it's important to know that that box of chocolate goes to support the local communities mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you know we 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 say something about that on the the bottom of our box. There's a story okay. on the on the underside of the box, um, but it, it it's not it's not shouted out. But I think yeah. that you know, like you, I'd like to call your consumers' attention to that because yeah. that's exactly what we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. Well, great. Well, Keith, thank you so much for your time and for being on today's show. This was. Great. I, I really appreciate your time. And I know it's, uh, our time is very valuable and I uh, appreciate that. Well, Thank mahalo you. nui to you, Brian. And, you as well. and, and thanks for being here. Thanks very much. Thank you. Aloha. Aloha. I just want to thank Keith again for his time and just his hospitality. Hearing more about the story behind Hawaiian Host. And my biggest takeaway from my conversation was learning more about how Hawaiian Host is involved in the local community and is giving back in that way. And I I had no idea about that. So I'm very familiar with their products and their chocolate covered macadamia nuts, but learning more about the heart behind the brand 
was just really great for me. And I hope it was eye-opening for you as well. So the next time you see that box of chocolates, uh, maybe at the break room table, you can know that a portion of that purchase went to support the local communities in Hawaii. Thanks again for joining us here in Hawaii's Best. And to stay up to date on future episodes, hit that subscribe button. And until next time, be well. Aloha. Thanks for listening to Hawaii's Best Podcast. Stay up to date on future episodes. Be sure to hit the subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at hawaii's.best. 